0: dudes needing a change this is the max level podcast welcome home for the uninitiated max levels a weekly breakfast pile, brought to you by rpgr.com i'm your host brian and joining me on the show this morning he is the host of the media files every single friday it's kyle Good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon, Kyle. I know I love the uh, the recording time switch. I am, I am much more awake and much more eager to record in the afternoon than I am at, at 10 a.m. in the morning and 7 oh, a.m. This your is, time.
1: This is the dip of my energy. Right right now, for the next three <laughs> hours,
0: I am at a I am at a low on all dopamines. Oh well, we better get you fired up. We gotta we got a show to record. Fired up, and we're not alone because also with us this morning he is the co-host of Blood and Destroyers and All Elite Wrestling podcast every Monday, Sev.
2: The one who brings the fire. Hello, Brian. Hello, Kyle. I'm here. Hello,
0: sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have you both here. It is a, a very special episode, as we'll get to in just a minute. But uh, shout out to Occam's Laser for majority of the music you're today during the show. Go check them out where you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Actually, you know what? Don't even do that. Don't even do that right now. No need to head on over to Apple Podcasts. But remember, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week, works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. So yeah, before we get into the uh, the episode here, this is a, a very different kind of episode for us here at RPG Era. This is going to post on two separate podcast feeds, and that is because we are retiring the Max Level Podcast. This will be the final episode for Max Level, episode 263. We did pretty damn good, I will say. 263 episodes. Play the Taps. That's a man,
1: that's a long running podcast, homie.
0: 263. That's not bad. And that's not even the longest one we have. BG Mania is beating it by uh, a couple. Let's see. BG Mania is up to 278. So about 15 episodes ahead of of where max level is. But that makes sense. We've skipped several weeks of max level. (laughs) Um, but we've also skipped several weeks of BG Mania. We've just skipped more of Max Level. <laughs> but here's here's the deal, man. Like, I've been struggling to get excited about recording Max Level each time we sit down to do it. I've been struggling to put scripts together. Obviously, you can see as as our uploads have been very sporadic for max level, it's just it's gotten stale for me, and I haven't been having as much fun doing it. But there were still aspects of max level that I did enjoy, such as Thunderdome, such as the new release roulette. I really enjoy talking about current games, obviously, and and getting hyped up for things that are uh, soon to release. So what we're going to do, we are retiring Max Level. Max Level's feed will stay up, right? It'll exist if you want to go back and, for whatever reason, listen to old episodes. I'm not going to delete it like I did with uh, some of our other podcasts that were very short-lived. This one will remain. But we are going to be transitioning over to a new podcast feed, to a new show here at RPG Era that is going to take the place of Max Level. And that's called Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast. Now, Play on Arrival, shout out to Bedroth from BG Mania, the co-host over there, for helping us come up with that name. It's it's a really sick name that I I really enjoy. Uh, But what we're going to do with that each week is still talk about the current games that we're playing, run down the new releases for that current week and then discuss what we're looking forward to for next week's major releases and still cover the release date roundup and delays, because that technically would still tie into a forecast. But everything else is basically going away. Thunderdomes are sticking around. Thunderdomes will not changing, right? Every quarter, April 1st. Yeah. We have one coming up real soon. By... What's new with you? Obviously, that was replaced. The Sean Waltman lightning round, main discussions, kickstart my heart, most or all prediction type episodes. All of that is going to be going away. Um, if you enjoyed that type of content, I apologize. I, I encourage you to look around for other shows because I promise you there are about 10 million more doing the exact same type of content out there in this in in this uh, genre. So it, it won't be hard to find podcasts that are covering news or going over the latest things happening. But uh here at RPG Era and now on Play on Arrival, we are going to be focusing on just the new releases and what's current. So this will be the final episode of Max Level episode 263, but also released on the Play on Arrival feed, which I did start over the weekend and it'll be the pilot episode there. Not technically episode 1, that'll be next week, but just a pilot episode just to get the feed going. So if you're listening to this early, uh stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming. We do, yeah. We we do have uh, some more things coming at RPG Era. Um, some more announcements potentially happening over the next month or two. So stay tuned. Big things, exciting things, I think, that we are all uh, looking forward to. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be moving into Play on Arrival. A shorter show, I should say. It yes. will be much shorter. Max level typically was longer than an hour, right? Some episodes pushing an hour and a half. There were several episodes where we hit two hours back in the day you <laughs> Uh, Play on Arrival's average length will probably be around 45 minutes with the Thunderdome episodes taking about an hour and a half, which is not bad. Not bad at all. So
1: I think I think it'll be a much more digestible show and much more easily digestible. Listen to it. You know, I listen to podcasts at a one point five speed anyways. This is a much easier show to listen to, like on the way to work uh, while you're at the gym, a much more digestible weekly show that focuses on really current topics a lot more easily. I think it's just going to be a much more focused experiment now.
0: And we used to just stick to six games in the, se- in the new release roulette. I what's called it the new segment name. But in the new release roulette, we used to just, you know, have six games. If there are more than six games releasing in a week now, I will include all the major releases at this point because that's what the show's about. So if we get a, right. an insane week in the fall or something where we have 10 major releases coming, we'll talk about them all. That's what we're going to do. So hopefully it'll be uh, enjoyable for everyone out there. But let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing over the past uh, week or maybe two weeks because it's been about two weeks since we sat down to record an episode of this podcast, moving into what used to be known as What's New With You, now known as The Current Conditions. Kyle, we're going to kick things off with you this week, and you have been playing Bayonetta Origins.
1: Yeah, that just came out two days ago. I, uh, I was a super saver here. I used, so it's a $60 game on the Nintendo Switch, but I got it using a Nintendo voucher, which are $50 a pop. You bought $200 worth of vouchers, right? Yes. How, yeah. that, well, not, not entirely true. Well, because,
0: yeah, technically true, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> they were $200 in the eShop. So what I did is I bought $200 worth of eShop credit, but there was a sale on eShop cards at Costco. You could only buy two, <laughs> so I hit my friend up for two more as well. So I bought Four eShop cards at Costco, a hundred dollars of eShop credit for eighty dollars. I only spent a hundred and sixty dollars for two hundred dollars of eShop credit. Nice. And that that two hundred dollars of eShop credit is going to turn into two hundred and forty dollars worth of video games. Hell yeah! So I saved eighty dollars. I got each each of these wow. games I got for forty bucks instead of sixty. Essentially, which is not that. bad.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. No, that's
1: that's a that's a steep sale
0: for a brand a new game, one, game. That's not bad on a bad. day one
1: release. That's good, man. I was if pretty only stoked. everyone
0: was the smart Kyle.
1: I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the Advanced Wars reboot camp next month. That one's gonna be forty dollars instead of sixty. Yeah, Pikmin no Four will be for forty dollars instead of sixty. And then uh, you're gonna
0: get Pikmin Four? Oh, yeah, why wouldn't oh, I? Oh, your kids, your kids. That's right.
1: No, For me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you not gonna play Pikmin Four?
0: I might. I don't know. I didn't play Pikmin Three.
1: Oh, Pikmin Three is so much fun, dude. I can't I believe you're not gonna Anyways. I have anyways, it. I just so... haven't
0: played it. I fell out of love with Pikmin.
1: <gasps> oh Pikmin's so fun. Anyways, yes, I'm buying Pikmin Four. Of course I'm buying Pikmin Four. Uh I I did pick up Bayonetta Origins. I downloaded it, played it on day one, and I'm a few hours into it now. I've only had about a day and a half with it so far. Uh But I'm really, really enjoying this game. This is a huge diversion from the Bayonetta formula and the Bayonetta tropes and uh, setting that we've come to know and love, right? Bayonetta is this really over-the-top, obscene, uh, rated R-witch action RPG game, right? I mean, yeah, not, very, very little sexual, on the RPG. Right? Very sexual, very bloody, demons all over the place. You're killing angels, heads are popping off, people are cursing everywhere. What a That's dope game, dude!
0: What a sick series. I love Bayonetta <laughs>
1: so much, dude. It's it's one of my favorite series. It's ripping just,
0: heads off angels, and oh man, it's the, it's the best, best thing in the world, it's right? It's the and fucking then, best. <laughs> and, and oh the, yeah, Play on the, the Rival is still an explicit show. Sorry, I'm not gonna yes, change that.
1: Your finishing Fuck moves yeah. are called climaxes, you climax. <laughs> for your finishing moves and uh and she whips yes. off all of her clothes and does some really sexual maneuver on a demon until it explodes it's just it's as good as it gets right <laughs> Bayonetta Origins is not that type of game. We don't have at any all.
0: of that here.
1: In fact, this is a very quiet, charming game yeah. about Bayonetta very, when she was a very a, Sev-like game. Yes, well, it's Bayonetta when she was a very young girl named Seresa and her stuffed cat Cheshire. And oh, she, yeah there, cats, yeah, there is a cat in this game. You play as the cat in this game, and it's the tale of how she kind of came to get her powers as an Umbran witch and the entire tale is told in the form of a storybook there are pages that flip there is a narrator the entire time in fact the narration reminds me a little bit not in not entirely in like voice or tone but just how it plays out like the narrator of Bastion that just kind of narrates okay. the things you're yeah. doing as you do it and yeah. so it's it's a it's an older woman's voice reading this reading this tale, and so you'll be walking through the woods, and she'll say, "Seresa continues to walk onwards, deeper into the woods. Ahead, she spies, you know, a crystal and, and, and you're controlling the character as the narrator is going on. And it's really, really well done. It's not annoying uh, in the way that many people found the narrator of Biomutant annoying. I don't think it's overdone. OK, it's actually yeah. really, really kind of quiet and cozy. It's a very cozy game. We've had a we've had a pretty nice Few days of weather here in Vegas. The last couple days, um, today's actually really cloudy, a little bit rainy, and this is the perfect kind of game to like lay under a blanket, get warm, and play. It's a very very cozy game. It's very closed in. Everything is really warm colored, right? Lots of watercolors. It's cell shaded watercolor pictures, and you know you walk into an environment, and the environment is painted onto the screen instead of loading in. It's very very cool. The art style and the the story is really what's kind of driving this forward. It's not a challenging game. It is not obscene. It is not sexual. It is none of those things. It is just quiet and cozy and heartwarming. Um, like I said, you do end up playing as the cat some because a demon enters this cat and takes it over and he, and he gets really big. And that's <laughs> how you attack things is with the cat but you can also stun things with Sarasa. So, your left hand holding the left Joy-Con is controlling Sarasa, and the trigger buttons on the left Joy-Con are her actions. Your right hand is controlling Cheshire, and the trigger buttons are Cheshire's actions. So, in that way, the control scheme, I don't know if you ever played uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons that came I have. out. That's Yeah. That's probably an eight-year-old game or so. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But not a lot of people have played that, but it, it does kind of have that control scheme where you're controlling two characters at once. This one, you don't always You always have to control both characters, but you can, and you have to figure out how to, it's, like I said, it's not super challenging, it's very light puzzle work, but you have to figure out how to get both of these characters through these different environments. There are things that Cheshire can go through that Ceresa cannot, and things that Sarasa can do that Cheshire cannot, and so sometimes you've got them on opposite sides of the screens doing things in order to clear a path forward so that both of them can continue together, and it, you know, there's, there's just that little bit of a serotonin hit when you're, they're way far apart from each other. And you figure out the path through, and then they meet up again, right? And sometimes Teresa will say something. She's like, there you are, Cheshire. I missed you. You know, something very small (laughs) and cute like that. But it's, it's those little touches in this game that add it. This game is all about the atmosphere. It's the game. Gameplay is light. Uh, story is fine if you like Bayonetta, right? Um, it, in fact, I actually think there's a lot of really cool callbacks to Bayonetta in this game that you wouldn't have to have played Bayonetta in order to appreciate or understand this game. But the Bayonetta games, you collect these red, green and yellow gems that turn into lollipops and those end up being your consumables during the game, right? This has the exact same crafting system for consumables, except you figure out what that red and green and yellow is, and they're herbs and animal. Uh, parts and stuff like that—things that witches would use in like a brew—and okay. so and so in in Bayonetta, she does a dance in order to kind of like combine them. In this, you're doing the exact same movement of the Joy-Con that you would in the Bayonetta games, except she's actually stirring a cauldron. And that's so sick. I think it's like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that the green it shows one shows where
0: like she figured out how to do exactly, everything. Right? Yeah, yes, it's very yeah.
1: very cool. And and the recipes, as far as I can recall, are all the same as well. It's like ten of this, five of this, and five of this creates a health potion, which would have been a lollipop in the original Bayonetta games, but in this, it's a little potion. And it's, you know, like I said, instead of these green crystals or red crystals, it's Mandrake root, or um I think it's like Tale of Newt or something like that, is yellow. Something, something along those lines. And so it's actual kind of more fairy taleish, folklorish than it is this kind of new age bayonetta scene. Yeah, but it, it it's very cute, very cool. I'm really enjoying it. You could actually play this game entirely co op. One person controlling Ceresa, one cur- one person controlling Cheshire. So oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, one person holds one Joy-Con, the other holds the other, and you play this game together. And I think it would make it a bit easier to do that i think some of the fun is actually trying to control both characters at once for me right but uh it it does make for a really fun time very cute um definitely okami inspired you know in terms of absolutely art style but yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it so far i'm glad i picked it
0: up it's a game that i will be getting relatively soon i do have it on the list of because i i am still sticking to my play one game at a time um, but I keep a running list of like, all right, I'm going to move into this game next and then this game. Now, I think I have this in like two or three more games that I'll be getting to this. So, uh, I will, well, be you're going to,
1: you're going to really enjoy it late at I, night I know when I you're will. playing. Absolutely. The music is so charming. The narration's great. And you're just kind of cozied up under a blanket with one of your cats laying on you. That's and, what uh, I'll be doing. Yep. You're going to love it. I really
0: think mm-hmm. you're going to like this Avenger under the blankets. Yep. Got a, got a cat to my left, a cat to my right. Basically what happens now? Just a crazy cat dog person, I guess. Uh, But no, I am looking forward to playing this. And and it's such a surprising game, as you said, right? Like, we just had Bayonetta 3 come out in October, and we already got Origins. You
1: know, I obviously, I mean, in order to make that happen, it had to have been developed by a different team. And I imagine or wonder if this game was not if it was not conceptualized as an Okami 2 at some point, Ooh, right? Maybe, Yeah. Um, but could not get that funded. Nobody wanted to help publish that, you know? And so Nintendo says, you know what? Switch out the assets, change the story around and let's make it a, a Bayonetta flavor game because we can do that. We have the IP for that. So I wonder if that's not what happened behind the scenes. I don't know if we'll ever know. Maybe somebody will say in a couple of years in a an uh, in interview or something, but that's kind of what I imagine happened behind. Behind
0: the scenes here. Okay, nice. Nice. How long to beat has it at 13 and a half hours for main story. So that's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, there's I want to say there's 10 chapters. Um it was I think it was Game Informer said they they took about 10 to 11 hours to beat it. 13 and a half if you're going to get kind of go for a completionist route. And there's a lot of things that after you unlock new skills, you can come back and open up new passages and things like that in previous areas. But uh, yeah, ten chapters in the game with a with an epilogue chapter after, and each chapter takes roughly an hour. I'm partway through chapter three, so I'm I'm about three hours into the game.
0: Okay, nice, very nice, very nice. I have been since we last talked. I've probably played two or three different things by now. Uh, I did finish like a Dragon Eshin, but Sev, <laughs> so I keep finding myself booting it back up still. <laughs> and and, and just kind of roaming around the world in post game right because it's such a livable world like I love being in that world Um, like I said it is my favorite like a dragon game I think at this point but I'm also trying to pay off Haruka's debt Okay. Um, I have the money. I have well enough now. I have like 2 or 300 Rio because after you finish the game they give you 200, but before I even finished the game, um I had like 112. So, I have more than enough to pay off that debt. I can't get the conditions to trigger to get the guy to show up to pay off the debt. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you so ha- saying You have to fill week. orders. Okay. Yeah. Um you know the orders that you can fill inside of the um inside the house like ship, shipping out crops and stuff?
2: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: You have to make a certain amount of money doing that for the for the landlord to deliver a letter to you saying it's time to pay off your next portion of the house or whatever. Uh, so okay. I literally am just jumping into the game, roaming around for like, you know, five, 10 minutes and then working on crops and, and trying to complete orders. I don't spend more than probably 20 or 30 minutes at a time in the game anymore. I just eventually want to pay off that debt because I want to see what happens when you do. I imagine something happens, but I don't know. Um, I also I'm not counting this as one of the games like my current game that I'm playing, but we did get a a review copy of WWE 2K23 from 2 k 2K- earlier this week and i did jump into that i have not started my gm i have not started universe mode i haven't done anything like that right i haven't jumped into the creation suite i did explore the community creations to see what the most popular things were and of course it's AEW content mostly and then Mm -hmm. updated versions of wrestlers that are in 2k 23 like you know prison dom is in there now right dominic 23 okay yeah yeah um Somebody instantly made Mandy Rose and she's like the second most downloaded character in WWE 2K23 right now. Um, you know, I just did things like that, but I, I have been messing around with showcase mode and, and that's where I've been spending my time when I jump into 2K23 right now. Showcase mode in this version is related to John Cena. Um, it follows his career. But what I like about this, and I, and I think instead of you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I believe you've played through all of the showcase modes in the WWE games. I have not. Yeah. This is the first one that puts you in the shoes of the opponent, right?
2: yeah yeah typically you tend to play as like a one character through uh probably about twelve to sixteen matches yeah, this is what this one uh, and yeah, I imagine the cases. amount of
0: matches are the same, twelve to sixteen. I would assume there's roughly that many here. I've only done four, I think it is okay um but yeah it's it's basically right it starts out which it's not in order, which I don't like um i I think for showcase mode it would make more sense for it to be in chronological order. Like, yeah, yeah, so. of, of how it happened, but it's not. Um, So the first match that you do is ECW One Night Stand from 2006 okay. with, with Rob Van Dam, which puts you in the, um, you know, in the shoes of RVD. And then match number two is against Kurt Angle at SmackDown in 2002, which was John Cena's debut.
2: Okay. To be, to be fair, uh, last year's Two K Twenty Two with Rey Mysterio did Rey Mysterio's greatest matches, and they did them in chronological order. And by the time you get to the end, it's Rey Mysterio versus, like, Metal Metalik and much, much lower card talent. So I'm assuming by this one, they wanted to sort of give you smaller matches before they build up to the, like, John Cena's more iconic losses, if you get me. Okay. Rather than giving all his iconic losses to big stars at the beginning, and then you get to the end of the showcase and you're, I don't know who else he's lost to recently, but someone who's not as high on the card, you know what I mean? Like a like Cena vs. Brock Lesnar would probably be a great match to end the showcase on. Whereas like it actually Cena doesn't end Austin, the
0: showcase. I'm looking right now. It actually doesn't end the showcase. Yeah. yeah.
2: Whereas like Cena vs. Austin, theory would probably not be a great end. Not even on of, here yeah. at all.
0: <laughs> no. Nope. (laughs) I don't even know if he lost Lost in Theory. Just spitballing, but yeah. So there are, uh, I I looked, there are 16 matches. So Mm -hmm. that's exactly how many there are. So I've done the first four. Again, second one being against Kurt Angle. Third is against The Undertaker at Vengeance 2003. And then the fourth was The Undertaker again, this time at WrestleMania 34
2: for matches and he got Taker
0: twice. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, just, just glancing at, at the match list, I mean, he's not the only one that appears on here twice. Um, Edge appears on here twice. Okay. Brock Lesnar's on here twice, and yeah, that's it. So Edge and Brock Lesnar as well. Which, Edge makes sense, right? Edge and Cena had an amazing feud, and, and I'm excited to see uh, what they do with that showcase section there. But, um, I will be putting more time into WWE 2K23 here soon, right? Um, I want to check out my GM mode. I had a lot of fun with that last year, and obviously some universe mode as well. But the reason I haven't been spending more time with WWE is because after I finished Like a Dragonetian, I moved into a Tom Heart, which came out back in February, on February 21st. I'm in playing it through Game Pass, so I'm playing it on the Xbox Series X. This was developed by Mundfish, and I don't know who Mundfish is, in all honesty. Um... I, I wish I knew like who was at that studio because Atomic I'm, Heart. I'm on to it. I'm going to get some Google yeah, food going on. Here. Fi- fig- fig- <laughs> figure it out because Atomic Heart to me feel and that's M U N D F I S H. It feels like yeah, Bioshock Infinite meets Doom meets Wolfenstein. So I feel like this might be a studio consisting of maybe some people that worked on Bioshock, maybe some people from ID. Um, I, I don't know, but if not, they are just massive fans of those franchises because. This game feels like feels like an evolution of those games, right? Like a love letter to that, more or less. Um, It takes place in an alternate history 1950s. It's technically telling the story of like what would have happened if the USSR and Germany, right, would have uh, walked away from World War II being victorious. Um, the USSR in this alternate history 1950s is a very utopian society Um, at least that's what they want you to think right humans living in harmony and all that kind of stuff but they've developed these robots that uh, you know are trying to make life easier right there's all these different types of robots and it's a very sci-fi 1950s right like and, and again it reminds me a lot of Bioshock Infinite right clouds or I'm sorry, cities in the sky, things floating around, um, massive statues and in, in massive locations that just feasibly could never probably architecturally be built. <laughs> but it's really cool to look at in game and the, the usage of the music, the way that they are utilizing real music mixed with some originally composed music and the way that they kind of put it in the background as you're walking around through the areas, again, reminds me a lot of the way some of the the set piece moments weren't in Bioshock Infinite. Um, it is a first-person shooter. Now I tend not to be very good at those kind of games. I'm doing all right in Atomic Heart. It is a very Very difficult game at times. There are several areas where you'll be overrun with different types of enemies as you're going about even just the story missions. And I am tending to just focus on the story missions. There are a lot of other things to do. Um, So the way Atomic Heart is set up. And it kind of annoyed me a little bit at first But I've gotten used to it It's only like five or six chapters But the chapters are stupidly lengthy Like several okay. hours Like four to five hours at a time For a chapter particularly And each chapter has several sections in it Um, And, and I, you'll basically know When you finish a, a major section Because that's when you unlock an achievement But you'll do like ten or twelve objectives Moving around and doing things All in the same chapter And it, it takes a lot of time to get through each one. So you start out in a particular area and then you get put into a complex. You have to you know, battle your way out and eventually when you leave that complex, you will make it to the outside world and start getting to see what the rest of the world looks like that you didn't see at the start of the game. And when you get to the open world, you do get to explore, right? You can you don't have to follow the story path. You can go around this entire massive map that they created. There are side things to do. There are, I think they're called test grounds, which each one has like a blueprint for a weapon or an item or something that you can craft to make your your journey easier. I've only done one of those because it was challenging and there's like 16 of them and I don't want to spend 50 hours in this game. Like, I've already put more time into Atomic Cart than I expected to. <laughs> um, how long to beat has it at 16 hours for the main story, main plus sides 24 and completionists at 33. I feel like I'm already around the 15 or 16 hour mark oh, wow. and I'm not near the end. I don't think. Um, now, again, I am struggling in certain areas, so it could just be that I am not doing well. Right. Right which is taking me longer to get through this game. But there there are bosses that I've had to try multiple times to get through. Um, some of them have just absolutely obliterated me and kicked my ass because I'm not doing a ton of exploring, so I don't have a ton of extra stuff outside of what the the main path is giving me in terms of guns and ammo and items and shit like that. So um, I'm sure I, I've made it harder on myself by not exploring, by not doing some of the side stuff. Um, luckily, melee is perfectly viable In this game, you can get some some pretty dope melee weapons and there's actually some bosses that are immune to gunfire and you have to melee. So so that's been kind of nice. Um, It's a very sexual game, which is crazy, but it is. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Sev, you and I were talking the other day about the vending machine that basically has her way with you when she first meets you um, and falls in love with you. I'm, I'm curious to see. Hold up, I'm where... about to go
1: download Atomic Heart real quick.
0: Yeah, you should, man. You <laughs> yeah. absolutely should. I, I told Justin to download it, too. Um, it, it's a fun game. You you enjoy this game quite a bit more than a lot of reviews
1: let on, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I am a big fan of Bioshock Infinite and the Bioshock universe and because this reminds me so much of that but it's also fused again with wolfenstein right dealing with russia um a lot of uh, and this might be the case as well kyle but a lot of reviewers and a lot of outlets might be giving this game shit because it does have heavy ties to russia right and and the developers are russian and i did read about that a bit that yeah
1: it it seems like maybe this is a russian state a uh, financed studio that made this that that's a possibility um, but of course, we may never know.
2: I'd uh, like to go on record to say I've just been onto the uh, the Munfish website and at the bottom it does state like we are not government affiliated. We do not take a stance. We are not propaganda. So that. so I think they've got a hard line on. No, they're not. They might be from that country, but they're, they're nothing to do with what's going and on.
0: And I think that that's to be said about most of the citizens in, in Russia, right? Most of them are opposed to the yeah, war and yeah. everything that's going on. But the way Atomic Heart is, right, like they might not it might not be like pro-Russia propaganda in the game. But the game itself is heavily filled with propaganda in terms of what's going on narratively in the game.
2: There's propaganda
0: everywhere. It's not Putin propaganda, right? But it's propaganda to this alternate history, Russia.
2: Putin-ganda. Yeah, (laughs) Putin-ganda.
0: Um. I really wanted to finish this game this weekend. I really did. And I hope that I still have a chance to tonight. I don't know that I will, but damn it, I really hope I do because I want to move on to something else. Scars Above is next for me. Supposedly that's like a seven or eight hour game. So I'm going to jump into that next. But I am having fun with Atomic Heart. I, I do think it is a game that it's worth checking out if you have Game Pass, right? Because why wouldn't you? Uh, but if you don't have game pass and you had to purchase this, I don't know that I would have paid full price for it, but I will say I am having a blast playing through it. So fair Um, enough. Yeah. If you don't have Game Pass, why not? Yeah, why don't you have Game Pass? Good Game Pass. Absolutely good Game Pass. Um, I did play, as well, two weeks ago, and I'm only going to speak briefly on this, a game that released on PlayStation VR 2. It did release elsewhere. It released on PC April 8th, 2021, and I guess there is a mobile version that released in July of 2022, but it finally hit PSVR 2 called Before Your Eyes. It's a very quick game, right? It doesn't last longer than about 90 minutes and you don't need controls. All you use is your your headset because your controls are your eyes. You look around the world and you blink. But what's cool is that there's a metronome, right? And it'll appear somewhere on the screen. And that's at the moment where you know you blink to progress or you try to not blink to see what's happening. If that okay. metronome isn't on the screen, you're free to blink. The game's not going to jump ahead. Uh, okay. Only Fair. when the metronome is on the screen will the game actually utilize the the eye movement or eye blinking to, to progress the story forward. So Before Your Eyes tells the story of an individual, and I am going to be very vague because it's a 90-minute game that the entire point of this game is to experience the story. So you are in control of... An individual, something has happened to them, and they are re-experiencing their life, right? And as you go about the the 90 minute experience you will get different scenes and you can look around and you start to get the scene right it'll deliver it to you without the metronome you can look around there might be some things to look at or objects to interact with with your eyes in the in the setting but nothing that'll jump the story forward but when that metronome appears the scene is never over. So you won't get the complete story if you blink as soon as the metronome appears. You won't experience everything if you blink before interacting with certain things that, and there might be several, like, 30 seconds to a minute after the metronome appears where something will happen. Um, So so the game does challenge you to stare and, and not blink. Um, if you blink as soon as that metronome appears, you can probably fly through this game in an hour. So I've only done through one playthrough of Before Your Eyes So far. It absolutely destroyed me. I was crying by the halfway point when I realized what was happening, and... As I as I put pieces together further and further and, you know, the story unfolded the way that I expected it to after I pieced it together, um, I was I was a super emotional wreck. So I have not subjected myself to playing through it again. But there are several things that i missed because I looked at the trophy list after and I only got a couple, first of all. But some of the some of the shit on there was things that I didn't even see and I don't even know how to trigger. So, um, I will play through this again. It's, it's a beautiful VR game. So simple, but my God, is this emotional?
1: Once once I eventually get the PSVR 2, this is going to be likely the, the very first thing I pick up.
0: It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, more so than, um, sorry, I was taking a hit of the vape and like, it wouldn't come out of my throat. So like I was talking <laughs> through all this smoke there. I was uh, like, man, uh, it's, it's making him emotional even now. It's it's better than Sky uh, Switchback VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you which you didn't care for at first. Uh, well, I didn't buy Switchback VR after I saw the reviews. Um, that's the new Dark Pictures anthology game that just came out this past week. Uh, it got tore apart. So
2: there's another like roller coaster, like is it? It's a roller coaster
0: like Rush of Blood, which Russia. I loved Rush of Blood until Don Rush of Blood on original PSVR. That mm-hmm. was a sick game, but um, yeah, this one not doing so well. So huh <sighs> but uh those are our current conditions sev hasn't been really playing anything you did finish ratchet and clank rift apart
2: i did um but that I that's think,
0: very long very old game well not very old but yeah yeah i'm, I'm years picking old. up
2: uh bayonetta next week i'm trying to restrict myself to like pick up one game a week because i'm buying stuff i'm not playing yet at the moment um but i'm trying to finish trails, trails from zero because i picked up trails to azure um and then, yeah, next week my one game will probably be uh, Bayonet Origins. You're just, on, you're just
0: waiting on. You're just waiting on Inazuma Eleven, Seth.
2: Oh me, am <laughs> I four thousand five hundred characters? Woo! <laughs> Yikes!
0: Are you gonna recruit them all?
2: Um, I don't know if I'm going to recruit them all, for that That um, that trailer gave me heart palpitations. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been so long since I've had any Inazuma news, and we weren't sure if it was ever going to come over here. And then, yeah, they dropped that bomb trailer, and at the end, they were like, oh, we've got five games in development, and we're committed to bringing all of them to the West, which was, yeah, incredible. We're yeah, level like five.
0: five. Level five is back, man. We got a lot of good things to look forward to from them. But nothing yet as we uh, as we move into our seven-day forecast, talking about the biggest and most exciting games releasing this week. I found five. Um, I couldn't even find six this week. It, it seems to be a lighter week this week, but there is one massive game that everyone is looking forward to this week. Before we get there, though, game number one coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, and it will be playable via, is it the premium tier? The extra tier? One it's of the, the two. It's the middle second tier. tier. The middle so tier, the, ex- yeah. the extra tier, then, I think it is. Uh, of PlayStation Plus, and that is Tishia. I think I say that, and, and I don't know. I'd never probably pronounce that right. Tishia. Tishia. Yeah. Shia. Like a like a like a Shia pet. Tishia. Join Chia on her tropical <laughs> open world adventure as she sets off to rescue her father from the cruel tyrant Miovora, ruler of the archipelago. Climb, glide, swim, and sail your boat around beautiful islands as you explore a physics-driven sandbox. Face the fabric soldiers created by Miovora in open encounters where your creativity gives you the edge. Take control of any animal or object you can find. Make new friends and jam on your fully playable ukulele. A poetic coming-of-age story inspired by New Caledonia. This looks incredible. I'm excited that Mm -hmm. it was added to PlayStation Plus. That's how I will play it. I'm ready to rock out on my ukulele. It is more in-depth than the guitar system in The Last of Us 2, so I'm very pumped for this game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. Super excited it's coming to the PlayStation Plus store and this will be a, a pretty early jump in for me as well.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to be a fish. I can't wait to be a bird. And I can't wait to see people like recreate like dying with the sickness and just on ukulele sh- right yeah just like exactly like what sickness. people were doing yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
0: what people were doing with last of us 2 i'm so excited for that and it won't take them long like oh, no. they have all the chords built in like it's it's a legit system if i knew everything to do i could fucking do it but i don't i'm not good on that kind of shit so
2: we can get dragon force on there hell yeah
0: Game number two, coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, and Xbox series, Deceive Inc. Go undercover as the world's greatest secret agents in this multiplayer game of social stealth and subterfuge. Disguise yourself as anyone to blend into the crowd, deploy high tech gadgets to gain the upper hand, and extract the package before the competition takes it for themselves. No trick is too dirty when you work for Deceive Inc. We saw this somewhere. Um, may have been during Summer Game Fest last year. I can't remember where we saw this game, but when I saw it on the list releasing this week, I remembered seeing it and i remembered talking about it with some of you here on some show sure um it looks all right it looks like it could be fun it's a multiplayer game which i you know yeah, and I, re- a lot I remember of time in DVD watching the,
1: lately i remember watching the trailer for this and i i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know it could be fun it, re- it really could be fun i
0: don't know it could be fun we'll see we'll see game number three Coming on Thursday to PC, it's Mr. Saito. Mr. Saito is a short game about an average white collar worker who struggles to find meaning in a life full of constant overtime and social isolation. After an accident lands him in the hospital, Mr. Saito is spirited away to a strange fantasy world where an unexpected friend takes him on a life changing adventure. This is not a game I typically would include on this list, but I'm including it because it's by Laura Shigihara, the composer that was behind the To the Moon franchise and all all the spinoff game or, you know, sequels to that but also this is a I don't want to say it's a sequel or even a spiritual successor but it's loosely somehow tied to rakuen which was also developed by Laura Shigahara a few years ago
1: I uh, um like Laura she, she, she work. does
0: very she does very emotional stuff
1: yeah and this looks this looks pretty quirky. Uh, but also really cool. It looks like a game that I'm probably going to pick up and play once it's on sale. In fact, I don't know. I
0: don't know that we have a price for this yet. I'm gonna oh, double check. I, dude, it's it's not going to be more than five dollars.
1: Uh, usually, ten dollars is what these release for, especially with uh, Lauren's name on them. So I'm expecting a nine ninety nine price tag. But I'm Maybe. sure I can get it for four ninety nine later, and
0: that's exactly when I'll pick it up.
2: Buy some e cards. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I will play through this. I will play through this eventually. Yeah. Um. I did play through Rakuin absolutely loved it Frank actually got that for me several when actually shortly after it came out um because we were talking about on PG man and he just gifted it to me um yeah I will absolutely play through this I can't imagine it'll be a very long game it even says in the description it's a short game so <laughs> game number four coming on Friday to PC PS5 PS4 and Xbox series it is Atelier of 3 Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key the story begins when a group of islands called Kark Isles appears near Riza's, the protagonist's hometown. Seeing this as a threat to their home, Riza and her friends investigate the isles and discover ruins with a huge gate. Just as Riza approaches the gate, a strange voice echoes in her head, telling her to reach the code of the universe. What is it that lies beyond the gate, and what does the code of the universe mean? In hopes of finding a way to save their home, Ryza and her friends set off on a great adventure that revolves around a key and the roots of alchemy. Sev, you have the first two. Are you getting this one?
2: Um, so yeah maybe um, I have not finished the first one or the second one, but I kind of want to have them just to keep the collection up to date. So we'll see. We'll see if I end up picking this up straight away or if I if I wait on it.
0: I have this in my queue on GameFly right now. Um, I think I'm going to let it ship and I'm going to check it out. I haven't played through. I I started both. Well, I started Atelier Riza. I've not started Atelier Riza Two. Um, Atelier Riza was also a rental from GameFly for me when it came out. So several years ago, but I think I'm just going to try to jump straight into this one and play through it. Okay. I'm going to see what happens. I'm gonna see what happens because it looks good like I was watching more videos on it recently and this one this one looks the most appealing to me yet of the Atelier games
2: yeah the the, the Atelier games are very niche but from what I've heard like Riser is it sort of breaks the mold and they're the ones that get praised quite a lot so.
0: Riser Rise is the first one that got rid of the well there was one before it but this is the first arc that got rid of the time gated system and everything too okay yeah yeah so that was really nice um our final game this week game number five coming on Friday to PC, PS5, PS4, and Xbox series, I think the one everyone is looking most forward to in the industry, and that is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Six years have passed since the biological disaster at Raccoon City. Agent Leon S. Kennedy, one of the survivors of the incident, has been sent to rescue the president's kidnapped daughter. He tracks her to a secluded European village where there is something terribly wrong with the locals. And the curtain rises on this story of daring rescue and grueling horror where life and death... Terror and catharsis intersect. Featuring modernized gameplay, a reimagined storyline, and vividly detailed graphics, Resident Evil 4 marks the rebirth of an industry juggernaut. Relive the nightmare that revolutionized survival horror. Kyle, are you uh, getting this on Friday?
1: Yeah, I'll be picking this up day one. Um, I've been really excited for it. The re- it's already getting the review scores are out. It's sitting at like a 92 on Open Critic, And so uh, this is, I I have so much fun with the Resident Evil games. Uh, and Lindsay does too. We both sit and play through these games together. When does they she come play out. or does she watch? She watches and okay. screams mostly. Okay. <laughs> uh, those are her contributions, but worthy contributions, I would say. Sure. And yeah, it adds to the it adds to the horror. It's so it's so fun. So yeah, this is this is a game that we'll go through together.
0: Nice. I have it on GameFly as well, so I'm hoping both Atelier Ryza Three and a Resident Evil Four remake will ship on Friday. They they should. I've had multi, I've had three games ship in one day before, but I have oh, uh, two open spots on my queue, so. Um, I should get both of these to ship this week. I will definitely be playing through Resident Evil 4. Um, I loved the original back on the GameCube, right? It was so freaking good. So I haven't played it since then because I tend not to play through these some of these games more than once. So I haven't played through RE4 since it released on the GameCube. Um so it will be basically brand new to me. I don't remember a lot of things about it. I remember the big set piece moments, yeah. but I don't remember a lot of the shit that happens in between. Right. Because it's, it's been so long. Yeah,
1: this is I'm one of the few that do not think that four is the best Resident Evil. So I'm actually really excited to give it another shot in this reimagined way. I think it's gonna yeah, be Yeah, maybe
0: modernized it'll be your favorite. Maybe 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 um scoring the highest and lowest this this week we will still do that, but I don't know that we should because some of these already have reviews. So,
2: yeah, actually, four, several of these already have reviews for the highest. Resident,
0: I think Resident Evil four is probably going to score the highest. Right. I mean, it's at yeah. a 92 on open critic. No, I don't,
2: I don't think it will. I think it might be scored the lowest. i know Resident Evil four scoring the lowest. Um, okay.
0: You think Atelier Rice is gonna come in at like a 95? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. is probably gonna be like a ninety-eight. Tishia is gonna get a perfect hundred on Open Critic first ever.
2: Yeah, we're in for, we're in for a stellar a stellar week of yeah, perfect scores across the board. Um, <laughs> no, obviously I don't think anything's being Resident Evil 4, is it? No. To the point that, uh, yeah.
0: Deceive Inc. probably will be the lowest score at this point yeah, if it gets enough so. reviews. Yeah. Uh my pick of the week this week is absolutely Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh I think my pick of the week is Tichia. I'm actually I'll take that one just because I think it looks so much fun.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm veering towards Resident Evil Four. I might even pick it out myself. Um, wow, shocking yeah. for
0: Sev, who doesn't like horror games.
2: This is the it is the gold standard, isn't it? So it is every, the Shelton every, Benjamin. Everyone's saying that it is, um, it is fantastic, and so <laughs> I might see if I can get myself through it. I did Shelton, I did Shelton Benjamin
0: was the gold standard, right? That was Shelton was, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You didn't, you didn't acknowledge it, so I thought maybe I said it wrong.
2: <laughs> I did try to play seven, but um, some old creepy lady jumped out at me, and I screamed and I almost cried. So <laughs> yeah, seven's pretty spooky. Seven's pretty spooky, man. <laughs> but, um uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll give the demo for four available uh, a go, and then uh, we'll see. I might pick it up. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to give it to to Chia.
0: Okay, all right. i want
2: to be a fish.
0: Well, that is your uh, seven-day forecast for this week. And we do have a few things to cover in our extended forecast. Several release dates got confirmed over the last two weeks. The Library of Babel releases on April 7th. Sherlock Holmes' The Awakened remake releases on April 11th. Seth, aren't you looking forward to that?
2: No, see, i I will. I will play it at some point. I'm still waiting for Sherlock Holmes Chapter One to go on a proper sale. It's only dropping to about twenty pound at the moment. I'm waiting for it to hit like ten, and then okay. I'll pick that up and blast through it. But yeah, this just it's not available physically, so it's only available digitally. And I quite I want to. I want to play. I want a physical copy if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend like twenty quid on it.
0: Fair, fair enough. Hunt the Night releases on April thirteenth. It looks really good. Uh, the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story, releases on April 18th. That's the game coming from Moonlighter devs. So mm-hmm. I think we're all pretty much mm-hmm. looking forward to whatever yeah, that game tight. ends up being. Disney Speedstorm releases an early access on April 18th. It is free to play, I believe. That's that one, right? Mailtime releases on April 27th. Exo Primal releases on July 14th and will be included with Game Pass, which is dope. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre releases on August 18th and is also included with Game Pass. War Hospital releases on August 31st, Rune Factory 3 Special releases on September 5th, and Sword Art Online Last Recollection releases on October 6th. We had a couple delays as well over the last two weeks. The System Shock remake has been delayed to May 30th, probably the biggest delay that we've had so far. Starfield has been delayed to September 6th, and then both RoboCop, Rogue City, and Ad Infinitum have also been delayed to just sometime in September. Um, That's that's too bad. I I was looking forward to RoboCop yeah yeah no I wasn't Robocop looks like it could be a pretty great game uh, no, Ad Infinitum looks all right. Ad Infinitum I did have on my Gamefly queue, um, but but I am most disappointed there about Starfield. However, we did find out, right, that Microsoft does have their um, June showcase on June 11th. It's a Sunday. And then immediately following the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase will be a Starfield Direct, which I am Perfect. very looking forward to seeing.
2: Should be juicy.
0: Yep, it's going
1: to be fun. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to Starfield.
2: Like Me too. I, said, I hope I it's good. Be,
0: I think that'll be nominated for Game of the Year. I hope it's good. And and I hate even calling that a delay because when they delayed it last from their November release date, they never gave us like a release date, right? They just said sometime they're shooting for the spring window. So now confirming it to September 6th, that's not technically a delay because they never confirmed right. another date. But they internally did call it a delay. So that's what I'm calling it as well. Um Next week, just glancing ahead at the uh, the major releases, there are a few things that I want to point out that I am looking forward to. First of all, MLB the show 23 drops next week. So my life is complete once again, as, as that'll be hitting Game Pass for the third year in a row. I don't have to buy it, and I will be able to sink hundreds of hours into the show. Um, Kyle, you might be intrigued to play through the DLC for Metal Hellsinger. Dream of the Beast I may
1: if it comes to Game Pass I probably
0: will well I think it's just an update like it's no it's not additional levels or anything it's just like two songs that you can play through
1: oh well
0: I believe that's all it is (laughs) then I'm doing it yeah I believe that's all it is Uh, one of them featuring Christina from Lacuna Coil and the other featuring my boy Will Ramos from Lorna Shore which I'm very very pumped for um Sev you might be interested in Terra Nil
2: yeah it's not ringing a bell but um
0: it's like a it's not a city builder but um, it kind of is
1: I was about to say it kind of is isn't it
0: but it's a and Kyle you might even be interested in it as well It's it's a devolver digital published game um, but it oh, is yes, we saw this, a strategy, strategy game this, um, we saw this several times in awesome the last year games Direct. yeah this is I one think about so taking
2: the um, taking the planet back from the factories and stuff isn't it like maybe like growing yeah growing it's like about I, I know it's about
0: like terraforming and transforming and all that kind of stuff um, I, I'm fairly intrigued by it I, devolver I think don't I miss man no they don't they they publish good games they, they, they seek out very specific games like they know what they're looking for for publishing games. Um, I would not be shocked, Kyle, if you didn't give this a shot since it's Devolver published.
1: Yeah, it looks very yeah I, I, I likely will.
0: Yeah. But then the other game coming out next week that I want to mention real quick, The Last Worker is another game we've seen over the last year. And it's like that you're a factory worker, basically following like a robot around or something like a flying robot. But it's coming to PlayStation VR two. All right. And I think that might be my next uh, PSVR 2 purchase. So...
2: So I've just looked up Terranil. Nil it's coming up says uh Terranil coming 28th of March to Netflix and PC
0: oh is it going to be on Netflix as well it might be on Netflix this might be a Netflix
1: game yeah that's awesome for me since I have Netflix yeah
2: I've, I've got Netflix as well I've not actually seen any Netflix games before um, yeah it might, might be a little distraction rather than me just scrolling through trying to find something to watch
0: yeah ne- Netflix is how I played Into the Breach it is on coming, my phone it is coming oh, is to Netflix it? yeah it is absolutely coming to Netflix yep there you, cool. there you go there uh, you go but that's the extent forecast and that's basically the end of the pilot episode for Play on Arrival. We did talk more in the current conditions than we probably will because I knew the seven day forecast and the extended forecast wasn't going to take us long to get through so I was filling time uh, we went a little longer than I anticipated but that's alright I I think this was a good episode I'm okay with it
1: I think so I'm excited to get the show uh, on the road and uh, making good episodes of it yeah
0: yeah me too me too so that'll unfortunately bring us to the close of the final episode for Max Level and the pilot episode Bye. for Play on Arrival I I do want to thank everyone for supporting us and continuing to listen to Max Level throughout the years when it was called first Max Level and then when we called it the Level Down Games podcast and then when we switched it back to Max Level Mm -hmm. when we became RPG era I appreciate everyone sticking around since we launched this show back in July of 2017. Uh, Shout out to everyone that's been a part of Max Level for the entire journey obviously I started this ride with Frank and then was eventually joined by Kyle right, and Sean and we eventually brought Dan into the fold and said you eventually made your way onto the show. You crashed into the doors. We uh, painstakingly brought Viz along for the ride a few times. And (laughs) uh... (laughs) did we have anyone else on max level ever? I don't think so. I think that's it. Shout out to the, you know, executive producers, Jack Sax and Zanku, who will yeah, continue I'm to boys. be executive producers for Play on Arrival. Uh, shout out to anyone that's participated in Thunderdome. Joe the Chode submitted a few lists back in the day. Uh, some other people may have as well. Techie Geek, I know, submitted a list, I think, at one point. But I think, Sev, you were the other one that submitted a list, so I think that might have been it, just you three. Um, yeah, Max Level was fun, but I am very excited to turn a new leaf and move on to Play on arrival. So again if you're listening to this on the max level feed start doing a search for play on arrival through your favorite podcast catcher because this episode will be uploaded to that feed so that way it'll start getting categorized make sure you subscribe and move over to play on arrival that's where all the new episodes will be after this week we hope to see you guys there we will close out the same way we used to Kyle we we call this Kyle's PP for those that might be listening for the first time on the play on arrival feed it's Kyle's personal playlist pick but uh, Kyle do you have a pick for us this week
1: you know what Brian you said we're going to close out the way we used to and i'm going to take it real way back way back and i'm going to invite sev here for this uh-oh oh shit because we're going to close this out for the last oh, time oh wait You're the going way with... we really used to oh all right. <laughs> all right all right
0: all right all right <laughs> and
1: i want everyone out there who's listened to Max Level after all these years to do it with
0: us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, keep gaining gaining experience experience until you
0: reach reach reach
1: Max Max
0: Level! Level. This episode of the Max Level podcast has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and Twitch and make sure you're subscribed or following at both places with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for this episode. (sighs) Ugh.